This time on Come Receive the Light, we're going to pull back the curtain on the broadcast news world. Or perhaps I should say uh, crack the studio door open just a little bit and give you a real insider's look at how the decisions are made and where the needs are. I think in many ways our society is religiously illiterate and we don't know much about people who are different from ourselves and so besides religious liberty and understanding that and what it means, religious literacy is something that we find is so important and so that's another thing that we really promote at the Religious Freedom Center is we realize that we're incredibly diverse um, but how do we learn from each other, engaging in dialogue to begin to find those places of common ground. Kristen Looney joins our program today. She is the director of Religious Freedom Center at Newseum. The Newseum is an interactive journalism museum adjacent to Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., which provides a fascinating look at the press and its history, giving us an experience of the biggest stories of our time, and even allowing visitors the opportunity to actually become a broadcaster or reporter. It is an opportunity, if you're interested in talking with middle school children or older children, about the importance of a free press, and we know how important that is these days. Kristen is joining us from Museum in Washington, D.C. to tell us more about the place. How are you, Kristen? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. What should we know about the museum, aside from what I've said here, maybe in in supplement to what I said? So the museum, uh, which is located on Pennsylvania Avenue, so the main street of America in Washington, D.C., uh, it's located between the U.S. Capitol and the White House. And um, its current building was built in 2008, so we're just about to celebrate our 10th anniversary. And since we've opened, we've welcomed more than 7 million visitors, visitors who have been really interested in, in learning about the importance of the free press and the First Amendment. Well, you know, there are a lot of people talking about the First Amendment and and a free press these days, but we won't get into that right now. Um, Tell us about why it started. Who started the museum? So Al Newsharth um, built a museum, and they felt that it was really important to have a museum, a place dedicated to really exploring the First Amendment and educating the public about the First Amendment. And that's really how the Religious Freedom Center um, came about as well. Religious freedom is one of the five freedoms and and often is seen as the forgotten freedom. And so as the museum uh, continued to build its initiatives, uh, we realized that we really needed a better way to educate the American public um, in a nonpartisan and nonsectarian way about religious freedom. You know, I've said this before, we, uh, we live in the Google age, and I'm not promoting Google here, I'm just stating what I feel, uh, where you have a one or two sentences and then you have the words read more, and mm-hmm. most people today don't press read more. They simply get their facts in two sentences, three sentences, and they formulate their opinion. So the act of a free press or the gift of a free press or the right of a free press uh, is very, very important so that we can actually come to the knowledge of the truth on many, many issues. Uh, I don't know how to deal with the press today that is not the respectable press as you are and others, but there's so-called yellow journalism where they promote all kinds of crazy ideas into people's heads. So maybe that's a, a topic for another conversation. I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, I think it's a really important conversation, and and I think um, one thing that I can really say about the work of the Museum Institute is that we've been doing thought leadership in this area for the last 20 years. And so even though in the last two years um, it's become a topic that that most Americans are really thinking about and talking about, um, we've got a couple of decades of of really trying to, to, um, you know, do this work and, and engage in these conversations. So it's really second nature to us. And we're able to do this through our museum and, you know, with our interactive galleries to really help our visitors understand free press and history and, and to understand how uh, these issues impact our everyday lives. Uh, we're able to do it through our thought leadership and the important conversations that we have as we bring um, thought leaders from across the country and around the world to talk about these issues. And we can also do it through Museum Ed and the Religious Freedom Center, um, where we both provide a lot of educational resources uh, to, you know, children and adults. You know, it's so important to have that free conversation, but that um, educated conversation, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, where people mm-hmm. can express themselves and they can actually sit down, not necessarily with talking points, but they can actually sit down and go through an issue without becoming enemies to each other. Uh, and unfortunately, it seems that we're very, very divided. So the museum is, is a very special place. Let's talk about your role there. What does it entail? What's your experience been working there? It's one of the most amazing organizations I have an opportunity to really work with, and um, I feel um, very, very honored uh, to be able to do this work. I think, um, you know, religious freedom is something um, that not all Americans think about every day, um, unless you're a religious minority and it impacts your everyday experience. Um, But I think this freedom is something that all Americans need to think about every day. Um, And um, so as the director of the Religious Freedom Center, we do a great deal of education uh, for religious and civic leaders um, about what religious freedom is, uh, the history, looking at court cases, looking at religion in the news, looking at um, religious freedom as a human right. Uh, We educate school districts. Um, You know, a lot of school districts right now are are dealing with um, uh, increased diversity and don't have the mechanisms in place to really make sure that their students in a employees um, have this freedom protected. So we deal with a lot of school districts and, and teachers and educators on, on how to have these conversations in the classroom in a very constitutional way. And we also um, train business executives uh, because our workplaces are also becoming more diverse. Yes. And what we have found is that a lot of um, diversity and inclusion training um, doesn't include uh, religious freedom and religious diversity and inclusion. And so that's an area that we're working on as well. And we know, and you probably know this much better than I, that most religion editors in major newspapers and major networks now are simply non-existent. They've been wiped out. You kept the weatherman and the congressional people and the White House coverage, but there's not many left, are there, religion editors around the country? No, there aren't. And so, I mean, most of them are generalists. And so how do you begin to report on such 
incredibly um, complex issues if you don't have the basic background. Um, I think in many ways our society is religiously illiterate, and we don't know much about people who are different from ourselves. And so um, besides religious liberty and understanding that and what it means, religious literacy is something that we find is so important uh, for our religious communities um, to figure out what does it mean uh, to live in a religiously diverse uh, country for our school districts to think about what does it mean to have religious diversity uh, within our school district, what are the freedoms that need to be protected, and to help civic leaders think about what are the mechanisms we need to put in place as communities uh, to be able to address these issues, um, because we're not really addressing them very well right now. Um, you know, there's an incredible increase in um, religious intolerance in our country, and we see that in a lot of different statistics, um, including the FBI hate crimes. Um, you know, we're, there are a lot, there's a lot of division, and, and there doesn't seem to be um, a lot of folks who are wanting to come together and learn about each other and, and to really engage in dialogue to find the places that we have common ground. And so that's another thing that we really promote at the Religious Freedom Center is we realize that we're incredibly diverse, um, but how do we learn from each other, engaging in dialogue to begin to find those places of common ground? Why do you think from, from your perspective things have become so polarized. I know that uh, when, I'll you just give an example, when I would give a speech or I'd give a sermon uh, in the parish, it's very, very different now than it was when I came out of the seminary in the 70s and 80s. And I would get up on the pulpit and I'd give an address or a sermon. And now when I do it, I have to think five times, ten times more about every single word, how that word could be misconstrued. Have you seen that? in news coverage? Well, I've seen that in my own experience, and, and certainly as I you know, talk with groups around the country, leaders and the parents that we work with, um, from my perspective, I feel that um, communities are changing. The religious landscape in America is changing very quickly. And I feel that we do not, as I said before, have the mechanisms in society to really deal with this. How do we deal with the changes that we're seeing um, in our communities? Um, you know, the, the different sounds we're hearing, the different, um, you know, people are dressing differently. Um, people are building different spaces of worship. Um, how, how do we learn about each other? Um, and, and I don't feel like we've figured that out as communities. So one place that we feel is really important is in um, the public school, uh, where, where we can really begin to teach young children about each other and that we can teach about religion in a constitutional way, that we can help children understand the communities in which they live. And, and once they begin to learn each other, hopefully to take some of the fear away. I think there's a great deal of fear of the unknown right now, and there aren't a lot of places where we can go to feel safe to engage in dialogue about these differences and learn about these differences. Let's talk for a minute about engaging children uh, with history and mm -hmm. the First Amendment. I understand you have some special programs. You may have mentioned them in the early part of the program, but maybe we can go into a little more depth now. Sure. We have the Newseum Institute, um, and part of the Newseum Institute is Newseum Ed. And Newseum Ed offers um, 
an amazing amount of resources um, around um, the the history um, of the First Amendment and actually um, provides lesson plans for educators. Um, we have millions of students, not only in the United States, but around the world that are able to go online and use these resources. Um, so not only do they have the online resources, but then we have thousands and thousands and thousands of children that come to the museum every day um, to be able to, to go through the galleries and um, to really interact uh, with our exhibits. And as they interact with them, they really learn about the First Amendment and about the freedoms in a way that they would never be able to do by reading a textbook or watching a video. So it's a pretty special place. And, and I know the children and, and youth that come here, um, they leave being much better informed about what it means to be a citizen. I've got uh, one more question for you, Kristen. I mean, news reporting has, uh, in my opinion, has somehow become tainted. Uh, the spread of the Internet and news becoming more of a commodity like mm -hmm. everything else. How does the museum address this, the integrity of news itself and the underlying ethics of reporting? Well, I think this is the heart of the issue that we've been working on for decades. And so, you know, we do this in many different ways. Um, we certainly have thought leaders here um, who, you know, do interviews, who work with the media. Um, we certainly also um, are a convener. And so we bring, you know, groups of people together. We bring experts together uh, to, to host discussions and panels on these issues. And then we do education, you know, through, through the museum. Um, our curators have created this amazing interactive museum, um, which helps the public to engage in these issues and to really have that public conversation. Um, and then Museum Ed and the Religious Freedom Center through the educational resources and workshops and the trainings that we do, I think we address it in that way. Um, so I think there are many different ways that we're able to do that. Kristen, thank you very much. Kristen, again, is the director of the Religious Freedom Center at the museum, uh, which is literally a, a museum adjacent to Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. I have visited many times, and I encourage all of our listeners to go there. Thank you so much, Kristen, for your great work. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I see the world your way, and I'm not afraid to follow. I see the world your way, and I'm not ashamed to say so. I see the Jesus way, and I'm walking in 